Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 245 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, PT, and today we're going to be talking about treating rotator cuff repair patients who have had either a biceps tenotomy versus a biceps tenodesis. We're going to be talking about why one is performed over the other. We'll go over the anatomy of the long head of the biceps. We'll talk about what patients should expect after a tenotomy or tenodesis. And we'll talk about some post-op treatment considerations, period. But before we get started, I'd like to just take a moment and hear a word from our sponsor. At MedCore Professionals, we offer mobility aids, bracing and supports, compression garments, post-mastectomy care, and much more. Your health and well-being are important to us. Your recovery is our priority. Our certified team will guide you to the right products based on your medical needs, recent procedures, or mobility restrictions. Visit us on Route 1 in Scarborough or at MedCorePro.com. We are Mark and Kelly Hassett, owners of MedCore. And we keep you moving forward. This episode is sponsored by MedBridge. Harnessing the power of technology to help you advance your career and improve patient outcomes, MedBridge delivers over 2,000 evidence-based CE courses and more than 7,000 specialized patient exercises available whenever you need them from wherever you are. MedBridge goes beyond CEUs. They're leading the space. From interactive webinars led by top industry leaders to the first ever HEP patient mobile app, MedBridge has taken learning to the next level for over 200,000 PTs, OTs, ATs, SLPs, and nurses, and those they serve. For a limited time, use promo code OEP to receive $175 off your annual subscription. Welcome back, everyone. So every once in a while, I need to pull off an off-the-cuff episode and that is what's going to happen today, okay? Today is just one of those days where we need to get this uh, episode out so that you have it on Tuesday morning. I really hate to skip a week, and uh, I haven't for the last uh, 245 episodes, so uh, I didn't figure we would start today. So today, I thought I would talk about biceps tenodesis versus tenotomy because I actually have four rotator cuff patients who are within one to three weeks status post cuff repair, um, and a lot of these folks, when they have their rotator cuffs repaired, they, uh, you know, they have a bursectomy. They might have a subacromial decompression. Uh, maybe they have some AC joint spurring that is causing some irritation to the rotator cuff underneath it. And a lot of that is done kind of prophylactically just to give some room to that rotator cuff as it's healing and as, as it starts to move again. But a lot of folks now are either getting a biceps tenotomy or tenodesis when they have the rotator cuff repairs. So we know that the long head of the biceps is quite a pain generator. It has a tenosynovial sheath around it. As it goes up through the bicipital groove, it cuts through the capsule and becomes an intra-articular structure where it goes to attach to the supraglenoid labrum and rim of the glenoid. And um, so that portion usually becomes inflamed, it becomes thickened, irritated, maybe even frayed, uh, just like rubbing a rope on a rock. It breaks down over time, um, and that tendon really uh, is not all that large and can cause a significant amount of pain as it courses um, through that capsule and goes into that subacromial space. So who gets a tenotomy versus tenodesis? 
Um, what I have been seeing lately, and remember this, I am not a doctor, okay? So there are many reasons why one would get one over the other. Sometimes it's patient request once they're educated on the difference between the two. And um, other times, you know, it's what the, uh, the orthopedic surgeon finds when they get in there. Sometimes that bicep may not look quite as good as it did on the MRI. Um, and again, it seems like it's a huge pain generator. And the people who have either a tenotomy or tenodesa seem to do really well in regards to their pain control afterwards. Um, so it seems to make a difference when they have it. Now, who gets one over the other? Well, it seems like the younger patient population may be more apt to have a tenodesis only to try to maintain, you know, the look of the bicep a little bit better aesthetically. It looks a little bit better. But we need to be more cautious with these folks afterward also because depending on where it's attached, um, that long head of that bicep can get pulled back off, okay? So they may be in their sling at 90 degrees of elbow flexion, um, and that is leaving that bicep in a shortened position. It's not working too hard. Um, we now don't need to worry about agitating that bicep when the shoulder is flexed because we took the, the upper portion of that bicep out. So it is not assisting to flex the shoulder as much anymore. <clears throat> so we don't need to worry about that too much. But we do need to worry about re-rupture of that, you know, or taking that proximal bicep tendon and, and having it pull off. And so when it comes to managing patients afterward, it's pretty easy to start the person who's had the tenotomy into optimizing that elbow extension, passively getting them uh, to full elbow extension. They can actively do it themselves. And the brachialis kind of kicks in and does most of the work there anyway. But if somebody has had a tenodesis, we need to make sure that we extend that elbow very slow, very gradually. Um, it's, it's very controlled. I like to work on very gentle, passive supination, pronation, just to start to get the radial ulnar joint moving a little bit and mobilize some. I like to get the hand and fingers moving, but I just make sure that patient is not trying to lift anything with that hand. Uh, and I occasionally, once I get them on the table and they're on their back, the arm is in a good rested position, I may ask them to use their triceps and push against me a little bit so that the biceps will turn off as the triceps contract, so as re with reciprocal inhibition. Um, and they will relax that bicep a little bit better and use that tricep actively to get into extension. So I really control them. I don't allow them to have a lot of discomfort uh, with that, and I really come along slowly with that. It's important, though, that you do gain some elbow extension progressively um, when you have them in therapy because the elbow, as you know, if you've seen a lot of elbow patients or patients with elbow injuries, you're going you're gonna to find that elbows stiffen up really fast and you can end up with a permanent flexion contracture um, because that elbow is not mobilized soon enough. So I'm really cautious with them. I go nice and gradually. I don't have them do a lot of stuff at home to optimize elbow extension at first, um, only because I want them to, uh, to make sure they don't uh, re-tear that. Um, it, research shows that after six weeks after surgery, if you've had a tenotomy or you've had a tenodesis, um, you're pretty much doing the same. Your, your pain level is about the same. They have found that the people who have had the uh, tenotomies have maybe a little bit more aching in that biceps during that first six weeks. 
Um, but after the six-week period, they're pretty much feeling the same. And the range of motion is pretty near full. And uh, that elbow is starting to function a little bit better. So I find that in the long run, they pretty much do the same. But if you're looking at aesthetically keeping that bicep belly and bulk there, then the tenodesis is probably going to be the most helpful to do that. Other thing you need to remember is that um, having a tenodesis or tenotomy is also going to cause a lot of swelling. Um, it can be very deceiving because the bicep can fall off to the side and it looks like a big lump on the side of the arm, but it's really just the bicep because there's no tone in it yet. Um, so don't let that deceive you. And um, just make sure you go at these very easy with your patient and they will all do uh, really well. So um, I, if you have any questions regarding rotator cuffs, biceps tenodesis versus tenotomy, how we manage them, um, please feel free to get in touch with me. I'll leave my email in the links. Be sure to go to our YouTube channel where we have tons of videos on everything from um, biceps, ruptures, to reconstructions, to blood flow restriction training, um, how-to videos, and we even have product reviews. Be sure to go over and check all that out. If you're ever looking for a particular orthopedic topic, just put in Polymer Key and the topic, and it will pretty much uh, populate every time you do that. So I hope you all enjoyed today's episode, and uh, thank you so much for listening, and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, Go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.